Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Oh, my God, somebody get some salami and cream cheese and rub it all over his face. He's unconscious. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. C, senor. A, dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound on a day that should be a national holiday. 
Today, after the Super Bowl, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'd like the announcers to do me a favor. Quit during the game every time you talk about a player saying, the former Bengal and Bear, Jones, or like a third of the Eagles who actually won the Super Bowl last year with the Patriots. Let me preserve the illusion for just a couple hours that these are like boyhood chums who banded together under the banner of their city and have been working for a lifetime toward this sacred goal, as opposed to a bunch of rented guys who'll move on in a week anyway. Yeah, you want to believe they grew up in Philadelphia dreaming of bringing the Eagles a championship, not that they still have their homes up in Boston. Right, exactly. They're 11 years old, playing youth football. Hey, do it for Philly, Jimmy! <laughs> you know, back in the day. Yeah. How, how do they think that helps anything? Oh, that's right. These guys are just millionaires, and they'll be on a different team next year, and they, they don't even have houses there. you got to remind them from time to time what color laundry they're wearing. they got to look down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I play for the Eagles now. Yeah. Anywho. That's yeah, still a good game. I was just thinking, I'm happy I'm not hungover today. I think I did 22 years of uh, being hungover on a Monday after a Super Bowl, so it was always a rough morning radio uh, radio stint. Well, that's oh. uh, that's uh, I just kept drinking, and that that's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. That is that is one way to do it. Yeah. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? Good. I'm really happy. Actually, I'm happy for Nick Foles. I've been reading a lot about him, and uh, he's a good guy. He's one of the good guys in the NFL, I think. Uh, real yeah. family man, yeah, Christian man, and yeah, yeah it just you know, he was very humble. And he was down, man. He was down and out. Yeah, he was on the verge of giving up. He's the quarterback for the Philadelphia team. Yes, yeah. and the most valuable player, as designated by somebody or other, mm. of the Super Bowl. There you go. He started the season as a backup. You know. No, I'm, I'm aware of that. All right, that's awesome. How about the controversial halftime show? Oh, it was crazy. Oh, my God. We'll take your calls. (laughs) There is. (laughs) Oh, God, no. About how hard are people reaching now to be outraged? Right. That's what the calls will be. (laughs) There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, I ate so much meat yesterday Uh, that I may need to become a food chain denier and go vegetarian for about a week just to simply rebalance out (laughs) my, my inner food intake equilibrium. It was it was nonstop intake of it was various tri tips meats little little smoky barbecue sausage weenies and meatballs that had been marinating in, in a crock pot since who knows oh my it was just oh meat 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 and uh, I don't know maybe I just need to go salad for a week that sounds so good I wish I was here right now I had no food yesterday and uh, I was so hungry during the Super Bowl the Big Mac ad I thought man that looks good oh, you're hungry no. you're hungry oh. when you're thinking oh look at that that's delusional delicious. Man, oh. does that look good. Oh, secret sauce? Yeah. <laughs> a little, little famine in your part of town or what? I happen to know you're a man of means. There's Marsha Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? I'm doing very well. Super Bowl 52 was very, very good to me. Remember, I uh, followed oh. Alexa's financial advice. Oh, yes. The digital assistant back uh, a few weeks ago picked the Eagles to win, so I made a modest investment, and bam, I win. <laughs> and so, like, like usually bam, happens. bam. 
And so once again, I am bringing home the bacon for wow. everyone, and in your case, positive Sean, perhaps a lettuce sandwich. Since you're oh, fantastic! Yes, yeah, so a lettuce wrap for me, please. Right. Meat, don't do it with quinoa. You enjoy gambling more than anybody I've ever known. I, I'm happy for you when you win because you really enjoy it. A modest financial investment, exactly. Yes, sure. <laughs> makes the game fun, gives it some meaning. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm Jack Armstrong. We got to talk about the dang uh, memo that came out on Friday because there's a lot of wrangling back and forth as to what the hell that means, and it's confusing. Okay, so we're going to try to get into that at some point. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, February 5th, 2018. Keeping you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty. We approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here's the kickoff, if you will. <laughs> at Mark. The city of brotherly rioting. <laughs> there you go. They're happier in heck, aren't they? The good folks at Hardee's uh, restaurants, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a fast food chain, don't you know? They tweeted out this morning, we will, as promised, make everybody free biscuits tomorrow morning. But in order to do this, you have to not burn us down. Thank you. <laughs> Literally, that's what they tweeted. We can't make you food if you've smashed all our windows out. Yeah. Stolen our fryers. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Indeed, the Eagles flying high in Minneapolis. Now it turns out there's a, sec- a second secret memo. And Justin Timberlake taking heat for his halftime show. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Yeah. Sing your own songs, you hack. (laughs) Sing your own songs, you hack. There's an example of the outrage (laughs) sweeping America. (laughs) We'll pretend to get more viewers right after this. (laughs) Holy F. How does mailbag look? Uh, it's great. We have weekly shower thoughts, a humor, uh, uh, a little, uh, little sadness, a little, okay. uh, little something for everybody. It's like the Super Bowl ads. I got to admit that if you're, you shouldn't be outraged over anything in the Super Bowl. But if you're bothered by using Martin Luther King Jr. to sell a car or a sandwich or whatever they used it for, I mean, I'm not sure that was cool. Oh, that one I am outraged about. So we can talk about so that. So don't undermine, undermine my outrage. We'll talk about more of that stuff. Don't outmine my underage. Huh? <laughs> uh, we have a text line, 415-295-KFTC. We want to know what you're thinking about the world today. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. Penetrating analysis of the memo that was released on Friday and what it means to the Russian investigation, but it's hard to think about that since Sean just showed me a video <laughs> of a drunken Philadelphia Eagles fan. Hmm. He's on his hands and knees. The crowd is cheering him on, trying hmm. to get him to eat some of the horse poop <laughs> that came out of the horses that the cops were riding around. For some reason, and I've been in crowds like this, where something is being encouraged to be done, and it would make no sense unless everybody was hammered. It just, like, builds some momentum, and then all of a sudden seems to 
Anyway, the guy's on his hands and knees with the crowd just cheering, Do it! Do it! With some horse poop, and he puts his face down there, and he actually eats it, and everybody cheers. Oh, boy. Dude. How is it we're at the top of the food chain? It's hard it to makes imagine. Makes you wonder, you know? It's hard to imagine. That wow. guy, if he remembers doing that, has got to take a long look at his life. And the people cheering when he did. What are you well, cheering? Yay! Although, Phil- As Sean pointed out, though. Did you realize that their team in football had won the Super Bowl just oh. hours before? Is that like a championship or something? Yeah, yeah. It was the biggest game of the year. Oh. Yeah. Just oh. like the Melly year. Just like oh. the Melly, you need the backstory. When you hear the backstory, right. you realize that's why the guy was on his hands and knees eating horse crap so, to a cheering crowd. So <laughs> it's a sick enough. So horse poo eating was more appropriate than it might seem at first blush. And as you Zapruder examine the film, you will notice that there are other fans holding his eagle scarf back like a drunk girl at the uh, you know throat nice. just to keep it out, but because right. doesn't have any problem getting it on his face, but can't oh, get it on the scarf. That is uh, unbelievable. Can't, can't get it on the scarf because uh, you know it's Mateen. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, so crazy. No. Philadelphia nice. that probably invented telling a despondent person to jump, jump. Nice job, Eagles fans. Wow. Michael, I do humbly uh, request slash suggest all morning long, the Eagles, the band, yes. songs that reference Philadelphia, or perhaps songs of uh, that are associated with Philadelphia, maybe some of the great Philadelphia soul hits okay. of the 70s would be fun as well. So you might have to do a little googling around for that, but let's let's pay tribute to the Eagles and their horse crap eating fans today on the Armstrong <laughs> like, and Getty Show. Is there show. a song about that? <laughs> yeah, oh there may be. God, I'll write dude. one this afternoon, huh? Mailbag. If he remembers that he did that when he gets up today, it, uh, you know, if he doesn't remember that he did that, God is merciful. Yeah. Well, Although his friends will remind him. Yeah, there's good news, because if he forgets, there's video. Yeah, that's right. It's making its way around the country. Well, Sean, maybe he can have it taken off the internet. <laughs> Estonian Matt writes, let it be known, your $5 is in the mail later today. Took me a minute to remember, Estonian Matt and I made a bet he thought Trump would fire Rosenstein during the Super Bowl. Gotta admit, I was a little worried about that over the weekend. And I said, nothing's gonna happen during the Super Bowl, so I made $5. Yes. Now, your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Rich, thank you very much. As always, best collection of shower thoughts probably ever this week. If you place a humidifier and dehumidifier in the same room, you can wirelessly transmit water. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Remember this one. Jot this one down. Have a t-shirt made of it. It will be handy for the rest of your living days. Social media has allowed all the individual villet... Don't write villet. That's not the right word. Social media has allowed all of the individual village idiots to unify under one banner. Yeah, Sean's always saying the dumbest 10% on both sides often controlling the argument. Oh, yeah. Well, the village idiots, the village pervs, the village haters, whatever, they all get together and like Philadelphia Philly fans whip each or uh, the Eagles fans whip each other up to, to, you know, the evil doing. Throw in a dash of trolls and right. Russians who and just want to sow right. the seeds of mayhem and 
There yeah. you go. Then then you have our discourse over any particular subject. I have noticed more and more people getting hip to the super over-the-top partisan rhetoric that is the mark of the uh, Russian troll. And uh, they'll respond with, Hello, little bot. Are you paid in dollars or rubles? Just asking. Because they're starting to recognize them, which is good. Jack, this one, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, this one's for you, Jack. Lego needs some sort of monthly subscription service. Build a set, enjoy, send it back for oh, another. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Why, yeah, yeah. Oh, would I sign up for that? My son would love that. Sure. You have to send back all the pieces or you get dinged a little bit. Uh, sure, great, perfect. Yeah, that would have been fabulous as a dad of kids back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I wonder if somebody could do that in an individual, buy the Legos, and then rent them out like a library. Mm. And I think you'd come out ahead, you know, you buy a $24 set, rent it out six times at $4 a shot, and you've, mm-hmm. you've gotten even. Because um, that's, you know, that's the whole thing, at least for my kid, who's crazy into Legos. Sure. You, you build it once, and then it's kind of, eh. Yeah. People with bad handwriting are like Scottish people. You know they're speaking English, and you understand stuff here and there, but overall, it's a disaster. That is true. Uh, the Great Wall of China has probably brought more foreigners to China than it's kept out. China! <laughs> That's right, sir. That's true. I like this one. Social anxiety is basically conspiracy theories about yourself. That's good. Everybody's looking at me. Everybody is looking. Everybody talked about this before I got here and was going to be mean to me. Yeah, I hate anxiety. Uh, oh, man, this one brought a tear. Gird your loins if you're easily uh, emotional, especially if you're driving. If there's a heaven, it had better involve stepping in the door and having all the pets you've ever owned already there waiting, losing their S because they're happy you're home. Oh, are you kidding? That'd be cool, except for I know in my case, uh, there'd be an immediate dogfight. So this favorite Wait, well, dog of mine would be well, trying to kill that favorite dog of mine. And you did to that beautiful emotional thought what that horse did to the streets of Philadelphia. That wouldn't be a very Thanks. relaxing walk in the door of heaven. <laughs> Listen, assume for the purposes of the shower thought, God has trained them not to fight in the interim years. All right. <laughs> Holy crap. So God spends his time socializing people's dead pets? Yeah. God's a dog right. trainer in this scenario. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has no joy. Thought. This man has no... What, Michael? It was at once a beautiful thought. Yeah, thank you. Here I am tearing up, thinking old Onyx running to my side, and Jack poos all over it. Son of a... We've stepped on the moon. We've landed robots on Mars. But we still haven't mastered that delay between the studio anchor and the field reporter. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And finally, this is brilliant. There should be a universal sign language everyone learns in school. So you can communicate with people even if you speak different languages. Hot take. You know what that is? Emojis. Oh, really? That's going to be a universal language. I could go to Paris and show somebody a picture of a hospital in an emoji and they could know that I'm trying to find a hospital. That's pretty good. I'm trying to think of various things you might need to know in a foreign land. That would cover a lot of them. Yeah. Sure. Of a lot of them. Sure. Yeah. Sacre bleu. Pam writes, Sean's bacon wrapped hot dogs. Thanks for sharing, Sean. They're a huge hit. Oh, yeah. Speaking of meat. God, I wanted some meat s- wrapped in other meat. Cooked in brown sugar. Oh, <laughs> man. I wanted some Super Bowl snacks yesterday. That would have oh, been so awesome. I'm so sorry. I had nothing. So sorry. 
And, uh, boy, I'm excited about this. Uh, this is a heads up from Justin listening from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, we already have a global show. Formerly uh, Pittsburgh, formerly Boulder, formerly Modesto. Uh, wow, he's a rambling soul, just like myself. Yeah, Joe, the Onion is re- releasing an, the Onion Public Radio Show. A brilliant satire of NPR and real crime shows. The title is A Very Fatal Murder. It really captures the condescension of a reporter from New York as he ventures into an oh-so-quaint small Nebraska town. Here's a choice quote. I'm actually doing a pretty good job of enmeshing myself in the fabric of this town. It's weird because I thought it would take years for me to understand such a primitive way of life, but I really connected with so many people at the fair. Most of the digs are more subtle than that, yet it's one of the most scathing takes I've seen of NPR's reporting. Satire, at its best, a very fatal murder. Very, very good. Thank you, sir, for the note. And I have uh, some topical stuff here. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm in the mood. Like What's, an ointment like a, that you put on a burn? <laughs> no, no, as in topics. <laughs> What's the main thrust of the complaint about Justin Timberlake's halftime show? The one I've heard, well, I've heard people who are truly desperate to be aggrieved, because that is apparently the only style of conversation left, uh, saying that, well, he, he danced more than he sang. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. I, I wish I, I wish I had the time and emotional energy to worry about these things. I really do. It's a luxury. You realize that if you're worried about these things, it's a luxury. You're lucky that you don't have bigger problems. <laughs> or, <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. Right, right. Or you're delusional and you are not recognizing that you do have bigger problems and you're using JT's too much dancing, too little singing <laughs> as a distraction. Wow. The other one was that he culturally exploited Prince for a highly inappropriate duet. In Minneapolis? The yes. home of Prince? Yes. The crowd seemed to like it. And Justin Timberlake can dance, though. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. I tell you what, if you're mad about that halftime show, go eat horse crappers. I don't know. You're, you're sad. You are sad. I'm complaining about you. We're going to play our man Trey Gowdy, who kind of lays out the uh, the memo from Friday, I think, in a way that helps understand it. And he's a fair broker, in my opinion. Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. L.A. Times review of Justin Timberlake's halftime show complains that he did not inject politics into the show. They're hoping for some sort of stance during the halftime show. Yeah, I thought it was refreshing that there wasn't any in any part of the game, was there? Nope. People standing up for the anthem. People just dancing and singing to entertain us. Right. My favorite tweet of the night, other than Hardy's begging people not to burn (laughs) them down, was some comedian lady tweeted, uh, in the middle of every musical, they ought to stage a very short football game. <laughs> An idea I love. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, Super Bowl 52 is in the books. And the game is over! The game is over! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions! 
Philadelphia beating the Patriots 41-33. to It's the team's first Super Bowl title, obviously delighting the Eagles fans. Ha! As Rocky said, besides my kids being born, this is the greatest night of my life. <laughs> Yo, Adrian, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tweeted on how Tom Brady's handling the disappointment. Tom Brady's going to rage eat an extra almond tonight. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Democrats expected to today vote for the GOP-led House Intelligence Committee to release the Democrats' rebuttal memo oh, to the Republicans' no. critique of FBI surveillance. They're saying any effort to block the release of the Democratic memo would show an intent to undermine the Russian probe. Democrat Senator Dick Durbin on CNN's State of the Union. It was John McCain who said trying to undermine the FBI and the Department of Justice uh, is really not in the best interests of America, and frankly, it's doing Putin's work. Some Republican members of the House Intel Committee, including Trey Gowdy, think the GOP memo will actually have no bearing in the overall Russian investigation. The dossier has nothing to do with the meeting at Trump Tower. The dossier has nothing to do with an email sent by Cambridge Analytica. It also doesn't have anything to do with obstruction of justice. So there's going to be a Russia probe even without a dossier. President Trump was tweeting out saying he's totally vindicated now in the entire Russia investigation by that Republican memo claiming FBI bias against his administration. Now we're going to get into this more in depth coming up, but as Joe predicted, um, there would be things in the dossier that the Republicans say are true and the Democrats then say are not true. And then where are you? We're, we're right back where we started, right? I mean, right. nothing was unveiled. But one of those things is Nunez claims that in testimony... The FBI guy McCabe said, without the dossier, there is no Russia investigation. The Dems say, he never said that. Now, Gowdy's leading me to yeah. believe that he, he he's saying, yes, there's an investigation. Obviously, right. without the dossier, there's plenty to investigate without the dossier. Right. But so, somebody's completely lying on that count. Now, um, there, there's, a, there's a portion of the four pages that mentions that, but it's right. not a quote. Now, that is a knowable, as has been pointed out. How about somebody releases the quote, if there is a quote from McCabe saying that? But what's really interesting about all this, it's as if we're bitterly arguing over, you know, the 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 Patriots-Falcons matchup in the Super Bowl. This is all theoretical in that, unless this is the greatest leak containment in the history of Washington, D.C., there's nothing to the collusion thing. No, that or story's almost over. nothing. That story's over. We're on to obstruction of justice now. Right, based on the collusion investigation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meanwhile, Russia still dicks with us. Pardon my, my frank language, but these are frank times, Frank. Uh, so it's, this is all just so dumb. I, I wish I could just get to the end of it. Nunez did like a 15-minute interview on Fox on Friday with Brett Baer that was damned interesting. I, I'd like to play the whole thing, but I'm, I'm not sure that there's that many of you that are that into it as I am. I didn't think he was very good. I went into it excited to hear from Nunez and, yeah. and came away from it with, ah, a lot of that's pretty weaselly. And Brett Bear, the host, I've been watching him for years. I think I know his facial expressions. He looked pretty skeptical and a little like, are you sure? With a lot of the things yeah. that Nunez was saying. Right. Um, uh, and, and then when I watched the MSNBC version, which I knew they'd have the other side of it, mm-hmm. I thought their questions uh, gave a lot more answers than Nunez did. And I went into it. 
trust me, lean in the other direction. Mm, so um, I've come out of the weekend thinking there's that this memo has not. Well, first of all, it's not damning in any way. Yeah. It's it's it, it, it's not anything we all need to run for the hills and grab our arms and you know. In and, spite of what we're being told. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my prediction was actually to be more specific that there would be a lot of eye of the beholder stuff. That's very strong evidence to go for a. That's terrible. That's incredibly weak evidence. That is a clear sign that there was prejudice. Nah, it might kind of be a sign there was prejudice. Just you know. Just, Interpretation of what everything means. Very few people are comporting themselves well, which bothers me. Um, I wish there were more people just plain interested in figuring out what happened, right. and, and that's it. Both Nunez and Schiff need to go. They both, when they're on cable news shows, use all kinds of smarmy, smart-alecky answers, yeah. which shouldn't be what you do when you're leading a criminal investigation. Right. Even if you're, even if, even if Nunez is on the right side of it, I don't know. Um, a lot of smart alecky answers and the sort of thing that just it, it's it's unseemly. You know what right. I mean on on such a, an important topic. Right. Well, they're both politicking. Yeah, and and that's too bad. Also, while he was on Face the Nation, Representative Trey Gowdy was asked why he's leaving Congress, why he he is retiring. His answer very thought provoking. The fact that someone disagrees with me does not make me challenge uh, their love of the country. It doesn't make me believe that they're corrupt. I've got a lot of friends on the other side of the aisle. We disagree on this issue, but um, but I don't question their love for the country, and I don't. I, I just I don't think the end justifies the means. I think the manner in which we get places matters, and in politics, too often winning is the only thing that matters. You know, he's not going to say it out loud. I wish he would. Stuff like what Nunes and Schiff are doing is driving him out of politics. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to be associated with that. I don't blame it. Yeah, his answer I thought was very, very good. I will miss his perspective as a guy who aggressively represents my point of view, but is a a moral person um, and is not a partisan hack. Uh, He was a real asset. One last note, Justin Timberlake catching some heat from Prince fans following his Super Bowl halftime performance. Shut up. JT included a performance of Prince's I Would Die For You with a huge projection of the late artist behind the stage while Timberlake sang and played the piano. With the princely one. Well, following the performance, Twitter users were pointing out that Prince would not have approved of Timberlake's tribute to him. One user noting Prince compared the idea of being reincarnated on stage as demonic in a 1998 mm. interview. Prince would have been against a tribute to him after his untimely death. Yes. I don't believe Because it's yes. demonic. Yeah. It right. is clearly demonic. Hey, Timberlake, what is this karaoke? You don't got any songs singing other people's stuff with their backing vocals? Yeah. You good. suck. Good point, angry about this guy. If I had a complaint about Justin Timberlake's halftime show, to the extent that I ever need to see anything like that ever in my life, um, what was that suit he was wearing? That was a very weird outfit. Oh, was, I loved it. That that was, I loved it. It was camouf- very 1980s. The that, camouflage yeah. suit with the red bandana? With right. like a buffalo shirt on it or something. <laughs> Picture of a it? buffalo like that he's was, a 10-year-old boy. I that, thought it was great. I thought it had a look of uh, like you're running out the door and none of your good clothes are clean. And he just grabbed them things from the back of the it, closet. That was designed by Stella McCartney, Paul McCartney's uh, daughter. You know, big time really? oh, yeah. big time, big time. Okay. Buffalo very Prince, very big very this year. Expensive. Look for it on the catwalks. You know, back to the Prince thing. 
You know, if you yep. uh, if you don't want your songs covered during the Super Bowl, try not to die of an oxycontin overdose, huh? Now my songs, you can do anything you want with them. You can you can cover them. You can reinter remix them. Use them to sell condoms on TV commercials. I don't care. So, come on. And I heard some people faking outrage that I would die for you. The guy just died. That's really inappropriate, man. If you tweeted once about that, don't vote ever again. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. If you texted your friends, take two elections <laughs> off. Do we have a, an age on Justin Timberlake? Because both of my kids were surprised how old he appeared to be. Ageless, Jack. They've listened to his music but never seen him, and they were expecting someone much Isn't younger. Isn't he almost 40? He's 37 years old. Okay, so he's pushing 40. He's not a child anymore. He's not really part of a boy band. That's a lot of dancing around for somebody who's almost 40. Yeah, well, he must stay in shape. Because I would have, first way, first, through the first song, I'm down on one knee. Hold on a second, stop the music. Let me catch my breath, and we'll get back to this in just I a minute. I think I'm dying. I think I'm dying. Is it high altitude here? What? <laughs> Let's hope we got more on all this coming up. We're going to talk to David Drucker, the Washington Examiner, a little bit later. We'll talk some about the memo also. He wrote that there's some Republican plans to change the nominating process so it'll be harder for someone to challenge Trump. What? Yeah, in 2020, which would be a wild move. It's a coup. He's like Hitler, Nixon, or Nixon Hitler. Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I used to be a rolling stone, you know. If a cause is right, I'd leave. Fourth and goal. And they're going to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles, touchdown. How do you figure? Trickery! Deception! You, con- you confused old man, Al Michaels. <laughs> oh, they can't do that. Can they do what? that? I don't know if they should Who's do that. It? What's that smell? <laughs> I smelled mustard. So Nick Foles caught his, Tom Brady didn't. Is that the story of the game? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Tom Brady running out for that pass looked like me, kind of lumbering yeah. out there. Yeah. Try to stick your arms up. <laughs> Although, in defense, the throat of Foles was a lot better, too. So Looked like an old, slow man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, if you're boozing at the Super Bowl... People were enjoying these custom, uh, specialty cocktails you could get in a mason jar, you know, because you're kind of down home. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, got a hipster. Uh, exactly. You got your big beard, your lumberjack shirt, and your, your short pants, your socks, and your specialty cocktail in a mason jar. Big glasses frames. $35 huh. per drink. Very nice. Woo! I went to a National Basketball Association game. I uh, got my buddy a double. It was $30. Yipes! Yep. Good lord. That's reasonable. (laughs) So listen, if we have any talent around here, shut up. I hear you you out there because you're wiseacres, aren't you? If we have any talent here, Jack and I have our finger on the pulse of America. We we can see deep into the American soul. And we know when things have peaked and are on the decline and have jumped the shark. And the whole Super Bowl commercial thing is still... 
it's fun because there's a lot of time, effort, and creativity applied. Sure. So it's fun to watch them. There's some really good ones. But the like craze of it, the obsession with it, is over. Oh, speaking of which, did you hear when we were talking about uh, football in general, NFL on Friday, uh, the number of uh, young males who follow football closely has declined from 75% to 50% just in the last few years. The Super Bowl, the NFL, has peaked and is in a soon-to-be-obvious period of decline. No doubt. In my opinion. Just in my own life, my own brain, I laughed the most at the ad for The Voice, the promo for the TV show The Voice, which I thought was hilarious. I don't even remember seeing that. I thought that was the funniest thing of the whole Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. I think I missed it. Oh, the guy from uh, Maroon 5, what's his name? Adam Levine. Levine. I'm Adam Levine with my awesome hair. Here I am drinking a cocktail through a straw to make my cheekbones look better. Um, (laughs) I thought that was really, really funny. Really well done. It's a song. I'll have to look for it. Yeah, check it out. So you're, My uh, kids laugh the most at the dog in the cheerleading outfit for some ad for something. There you go. There yeah. you go. They thought that was hilarious. So, uh, yeah, so football has peaked. Uh, the NFL has peaked. Uh, the Super Bowl and certainly the ads have peaked. But having said that, your number one ad, according to the USA Today ad meter, was Alexa losing her voice. And the various uh, people, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, panic-stricken. Various people, among whom uh, tried to take her place, Gordon Ramsay, Rebel Wilson, Cardi B, and Sir Anthony Hopkins. It uh, was amusing and surprising. Uh, (laughs) Wow, you're really selling it. Finishing second in razor-close voting, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. Recreating the the, uh, Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey dance scene from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. I thought, really amusing. I thought all of Eli Manning's acting was really good. It was so and, awkwardly endearing. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it was real good. It's yeah, much better heart- than his dancing. <laughs> yeah, well, that was part of it. Yeah, part of the appeal. <laughs> uh, the uh, the heartstrings were tugged, apparently successfully, by the good folks at Budweiser, who were not hawking beer or dogs or horses or what have you. Uh, they were talking about the company's emergency water program. Which is nice, and it's heartwarming, and a desperate plea to get you to start drinking their beer again, because craft brews and smaller brands are just obliterating the big beer brands. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Huge decline in market share. Didn't know that. Yeah. The uh, the interesting PepsiCo hawking two of their products in one ad, yeah. Doritos, Blaze, and Mountain Dew Ice took fourth. Uh, rap battle between Peter Dinklage and Morgan Freeman. It was You couldn't look away. It was good. And they sold a product. My son, who likes the uh, spicy Doritos, thought, oh, I haven't had those. I need to have those, which is the point of an ad. And frankly, any uh, rebringing of Busta Rhymes to America's attention is a win for everyone. Was that uh, was that the original that Peter Dinklage was uh, lip syncing yes, to? Yes, yes. How does he talk that fast? That's uh, some amazing hmm. rapping. Uh, Some say uh, outside substances may be involved. Oh, my. Uh, Toyota was fifth with its uh, no cars about uh, the ad uh, featuring Lauren Wollstonecroft, a para-Olympian born with no legs below the knee, no left arm below the elbow, becoming a skier. Oh, it's incredibly moving and heartwarming. Um, and so far, actually, no mention of Tide, I'm surprised. I thought that would get some uh, mention. You know what? It was funny. In I looked at some of the critics reviews of the ads and that one was the big winner the meta ad because they fooled us time and time again nope it's a tide ad i thought that was great it was really fun well and the problem i've always had with the 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 ad meter and that sort of stuff is they get into the entertainment value versus the sell on the product and i think todd tide had a huge win in terms of putting in your mind oh yeah this gets clothes clean 
Right, uh, and thought, it's not a snack food for people in pod form. <laughs> a lot of the ads, what? It, it's not? A lot of ads that are really clever, I remember the ad, but I don't remember what the, the product was at all. And with the Tide, you, well, I'm, I'm saying the Tide ad. Yeah, yeah. I got to call home because I, I told the kids, just sit tight if you get hungry, eat some Tide Pods. Mm. So I really, if you'll excuse me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the WAPO really liked that one, which I thought was also uh, very effective and very, very amusing. You got to watch the voice promo. I thought that was friggin' hilarious. Hey, did you get sucked in by the uh, Crocodile Dundee movie sequel? Yeah. That was actually an ad for Australian tourism. Yeah. That was really good. The mm-hmm. critics really loved that one, too. Were you guys up on the, the price for a 30 second ad? Five, five million dollars. Yeah. I'll bet it's going to go down next year for the first time. I wonder. Now that. Is an interesting little wager. It'll be huh. interesting when ratings come out to see if it suffered any decline. Like, all the big playoff games were down nearly 10, 10% from last year. Hmm. We're we going to talk see. to David Drucker about the memo and a couple of other things coming up from the Washington Examiner on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs. With flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.